Hey everyone, I'm Daniel Strongen, and I want to welcome you to Why Sound Works, a podcast dedicated to helping you become a better music producer by exploring the music production process with professional music producers and industry professionals. This podcast is presented by SoundshockAudio.com, a site dedicated to the modern music producer where all your music production needs are met with free plugins, presets, samples, loops, and contact instruments, as well as the most comprehensive music production tutorials online. In each episode of Why Sound Works, I chat with music producers from all over the world about how they create their music, starting from the first mini note all the way to the mastering stage, as well as having a chat about their career, touring, and the current state of the music industry. In episode number one, I interview the talented electronic pop and future-based production duo Noxos. They share tons of tips, tricks, and advice on working with vocalists, how they evolve their sound, the importance of music theory, how to get your music heard, how they finish their tracks, and discuss how the loudness wars are over. Once again, this podcast is to help all music producers, so I'd love to hear what you guys all think about this podcast. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at soundshockaudio. Or you can leave a rating and review on iTunes, or you can contact me on the soundshockaudio.com website. And don't forget to subscribe to the Why Soundworks podcast on iTunes so you get every episode that I release downloaded straight to your device. It is time now for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast as we explore modern music production. So for everyone who doesn't know about the Noxos Project, what is it about, how did you guys start, and what got you to where you are today? Wow. That's a long story. <laughs> yeah, long that's, story. That was a lot there. That was a lot. Big, big first well, question. That's a big yeah. first question. Um, in fact, we actually met in school because like, he was two grades yeah. above me, and we were both uh, producing drum bass at that time. Yeah, okay. we all had our own little separate projects. And I don't know, we just heard each other's music and we were like, hey, I've heard your shit. Oh, shit, can I swear? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you can, you can right. now. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and we were like, oh, I, I, I've heard your songs and, and let's do music together or something like that, you know? And it kind of clicked. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. And so how long have you guys been a duo? eight years eight ish? years probably yeah. oh wow yeah. okay well, pretty long time now. and you guys said well. you, you started with drum and bass and you know oh, yeah, exactly the tracks that you release on this project you know are more of like the future bass electronic pop true you know, how did you how did you get from yeah. drum but and like, bass to we there? still kind of feel that we're going back to our roots because like uh, mm-hmm. we actually got known doing tropical house <laughs> yeah okay and pretty like, much like after two or three years, we thought of doing a switch back to our roots, kind of. And future bass was a thing at that time, and it kind of worked. And it kind of reminds you of drum bass in some kind of sense, if you know what I mean. It's more bassy. That's that's it's more about bassy it. than yeah, exactly. <laughs> and less okay. and less, less four to the floory. I gotcha. <laughs> exactly. I gotcha. 
So mm-hmm. how did you know you get into the more like melodic style, you know, from a you know grimier, you know, dub drum and bass type uh, sound? Like in the first place? Yeah. How did you uh, guys uh, you know create the project? Well, what was the inspiration we, we, for it? Well, when we, when we switched away from our initial projects, which were drum and bass, we thought like you know what, just like fuck it, we're we're fed up with all those this bass music and simplicity with it <laughs> let's do some like super poppy down melodic, house. <laughs> melodic house you know and we just started it you know for for shits and giggles you know okay. and we, we kind of got famous with it so that's that's how we got into melodic you know and after that we tried to evolve our sound and now we're kind of in that future based genre it just, it just it's, it's hard to say it, it happened. Okay, so you're kind of more just drawn to kind of the more melodic side of, you know, electronic music after just being fed up with, you know. Generally speaking, yeah. And how did you guys kind of, you know, start, you know, the project? How did you decide, you know, this is kind of the future bass sound that I want to, you know, create? Was it just inspiration from other artists? Was it just kind of just messing around and be like, oh, this, you know, kind of sounds cool? Well, <clears throat> I think I like the 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 change to future base actually like happened one and a half years ago, I'd say, or like two years ago, or like over the past two years, kind of. And like from from song to song, uh, this from song to song, it just kind of developed to be more not housey, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, it was like like flume was a big deal at that time, and also get inspired by that sound, of course, and yeah. kind of just like change your sound more and more until it just end, ends up being that what it is. I don't know. Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. So, you know, in your tracks, you know, you have great melodies, you have great, you know, chord progressions, you know, how do you guys go about writing those? Cause they're such a huge part of your guys' tracks. Um, so, you know, what's kind of the creative process, the technical process, whatever process that you guys go through kind of, how do you, you know, go about that? That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> All, all, the, all the tough questions on this on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, every every song kind of. I, I don't know. Is there a recipe? I you think know, every song started in a different way. You know, yeah, sometimes you start with the riff, for example, and you're like, okay, that's a really nice riff. Like you've got the chords and and that's it. And then you add some drums and everything comes together and later on you 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 get a singer and they write a top line together with you and it's just a fit and sometimes you already get the top line and then you build the track around it you know so it's, mm. it's, it's different from track to track okay. exactly gotcha are you guys like at some parts you're just going to start with a piano loop or whatever and just yeah, build exactly. the whole thing around it and that's yeah. it actually you just build and build until it's done Okay. Yeah. Are you guys classically trained at all? Do you guys have any experience with music theory? Because that's you know a really big topic with electronic producers. It's you know, yeah. do they know music theory? You know, some <laughs> a lot a lot don't from what I've uh, been seeing, uh, and it doesn't really seem to matter. It. I don't know. Well, I'd say like good good electronic music producers all know their music theory. I'd say like yeah, that's pretty true. Like you don't have to know like music theory theory but you, should you don't have to be Jacob. music you, <laughs> you don't have to music you know music that's that's all there is to it i guess right. i think you don't have to be someone like i don't know jacob collier to make good electronic music you know you gotta get the gist of it i got you gotta have Somehow. that foundation uh yeah you know, exactly all, all yeah. the basics you know of it 
It's just you, you just have to know what sounds good and what sounds wrong, and you know how how you know you have to know how to build chords, how to make chord progressions. You have to know how melodies work, but that stuff just comes with tension. Experience. How to resolve like, everything, you know. Like if you if if you kind of like learn an instrument, for example, you're mm. it's gonna take you three years, and you got the gist of it, kind of, you know. Okay. Just practice, I'd say. I gotcha. You know, that's a huge thing. Uh, you know, producers are so impatient these days. They just, you know, want to make a big hit right now after they've been producing for <laughs> a year, right? Mm. It seems like, you know, a lot of music production, it's all ear training. You know, what sounds good to, you know, your ears? Uh, what's, you know, just finding what combination of sounds, you know, the notes, you know, do you have any advice for these impatient producers? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep, 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 uh, keep going. It's really... The thing is, when we, when we both started, like, our separate journeys into electronic music we've we've had like classic music experience prior to that i think chris was in a band and i used to have piano lessons for a few years when i was younger so we we had our foundation you know mm -hmm. so when we got into making electronic music we'd already been like clubbing and we we know the scenes and how electronic music was supposed to sound you know okay so if you got those two foundations, it's quick, quick, uh, quite easy. You just go on YouTube and look for some tutorials how to exactly. recreate sound. You know, the rest and is actually just sound design. The, right. Yeah, the rest and you can rest, learn sound yeah. design from tutorials. Exactly, and tutorials. They're like essential. I mean, yeah. back back when we started, there weren't that many YouTube tutorials available. If there were a few guys who used to yeah. upload regularly, who delivered really good content. And I think nowadays there's so much content, even yeah. by professional like um, right. outlets. It's crazy. So I think I think if you don't put some effort into it and like just go on YouTube or wherever and educate yourself and train yourself, you're not gonna make it. You know, you have to put some work into it. You know, exactly. Right. Too many lazy producers out there. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to make a big hit. I mean. I mean, I think, I think the, the the wrong approach is I have seen so many guys when we were touring who were just like, you know, little DJs and they were trying to come out big. So they thought like, yo, I'm going to go to DJ school and I'm, then I'm going to be a producer <laughs> and I'm going to have a huge hit. And I thought like, yeah, probably not, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So the knowledge is all there. It's all online. It's all on YouTube yeah. pretty much. It's just, exactly. it just have to go for it, you know? And and if if you decide to learn an instrument, it's even better. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna it's gonna go more easy easily. Would you recommend any specific instruments? Yeah, um, like <laughs> piano to learn. Well, piano is if piano with piano you're gonna learn the whole theory, but it's tough. Like if you just want to like understand the basics, you can learn the guitar like in two years. I, I'd say, yeah. but piano is gonna take like a lot longer. Okay, I gotcha. Sure. So I mentioned you mentioned you guys have a lot of you know work with a lot of vocalists. When I think all your songs have vocalists on them, um, a lot of producers can be kind of confused with like the vocal, you know, collaboration process. Um, so how mm -hmm. do you guys work with vocalists? Are you sending you know a basic structure over and just bouncing ideas back and forth? Are you sending over a complete song? Does it vary? Uh, you know, how does that kind of work? The collaboration both. Pretty much both, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, for example, what, um, like, we've been to uh, London last year and two years ago as well, and that's where we like met up with a few singers for a week in a studio and just jammed out and just 
tried to see what happens and we kind of wrote some top lines together and they all turned out pretty good. So like meeting up with the person always works better than collaborating over the internet, I'd say. True. But both is both is fine. Both works. Yeah. Okay. And do you guys write lyrics uh, with the vocalist as well? We have. <laughs> we, we have. We're, we're, really, we're really bad lyricists. <laughs> yeah. We were like coming up with rhymes like house rhymes with mouse, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's going in the song. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty much it. Okay, nice. And is is there, you know, is it a lot of back and forth, you know, with the artist, you kind of refining the idea and sending it back to them and then, you know, them saying, okay, you know, maybe, you know, this can, you know, be sounding a bit better or kind of, you know, is, I guess there's okay. a lot of back and forth going with the vocalist. Not really, actually. Oh no, you know if you like what Chris was talking about earlier when we go to London for writing camps and stuff like that, we got a lot of time with the singers to like really finish the top line and get it into the box and record everything. You know, back and forth would be the approach to take when it's online, like when you just get something, write them some feedback, and yeah. wait okay. two weeks till you get the new version. Yeah, that, exactly, and that would mean that they would have to like book four or five different sessions exactly. in the studio, which would be yeah. so expensive and yeah. which wouldn't be really productive. And if you're okay. in the same room, you can give feedback instantaneous. You know, it's like, that's shit, that's great, and you can <laughs> adapt like in a matter of minutes, you know? Okay. Exactly. That's, that's the great advantage of it. Gotcha. And how are you guys finding these vocalists? Um, you mentioned you went to London uh, for a specific you know, camp. Um, yeah. Is it with the labels? Um, you know, just kind of searching people on SoundCloud? So far, it's been organized by by it's been organized by our management. Okay. Like Unity Group in France, they've been organizing that, and they they've brought some artists, and we looked on SoundCloud and told them like, hey, could you write these people? Maybe yeah. they could come. That's for example how we got Rafaela. Okay. Just, we, just we messaging her. Wanted her. Yeah. No, we we found you know I we were googling like people. I'm not Googling. We were browsing SoundCloud, you know, mm. like London-based artists on SoundCloud, and we're browsing like how they sounded, and was like, oh, Rafaela, she's nice. Let's see whether she's interested, you know. And then she came, and it was a perfect match, I guess. So you know, progressing more with vocals. And now I'm breaking off. Oh, <laughs> you froze. <laughs> I can still hear but you. You though. froze with a smile. Yeah, you froze with a smile. It's a good freeze. It's not one of those, you know, where you're like, ah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, you know, more with vocals, you know, vocal processing uh, is really tough for a lot of producers. You know, getting the vocals to sit right in the mix, knowing what levels to get them at. Do you have any, you know, specific, you know, mixing, you know, tips for getting the vocals, you know, front and center in the mix and nice and clean? Well, I'd say uh, like the the classic pros, process would be like to use a good compressor, like to do the right amount of compression, add a filter, add, add a saturator, maybe like kind of spice up the whole thing with whatever, with an exciter. That's I like was, the classic approach. Just classic approach. I was gone there for a minute, so I don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> but it sounds legit. How, how, how would we bring uh, the vocals in the center of the mix? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, kind of just the like, don't use don't overuse reverb because 
overusing reverb like generally fucks don't. up the whole mix. Okay. And do you have any specific reverbs that you guys like to use and reverbs and delays for for vocals uh, that sound good to your ears? The, 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 the Fab Filter reverb is pretty cool. If you know that one. Yes. yes. How's that basic reverb from Pro Tools called? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, not sure. That's, that's a good question. Right <laughs> no, whatever. That, that one. That, that one? Okay. That, that, that one with the church presets. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> are, you guys, uh, are you guys both on Pro Tools? Uh, we're on we're just Ableton. like audio editing is on Pro Tools and producing is on Ableton. Yeah, it seems Pro Tools is kind of the standard for recording. Oh, recording and audio, like, like if you if you want to edit audio and 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 cut audio, like like how do you how do you say uh, comp audio? Yeah, comp audio. That's that just works pretty good in Pro Tools. Yeah, Ableton yeah. Ableton's pretty uh, yeah. shitty at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great, great for writing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, working with Ableton. Have you guys used any other DAWs besides, you know, like Logic, FL Studio? You know, what? Why do you guys kind of like uh, Ableton? Yeah, we, we started with Reason. <laughs> Sorry, with Reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reason Four back then, or Reason Three? I don't know. Wow, I I can't remember, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I kind of miss Reason. Really? No, no, I don't. <laughs> like not really, but kind of. Well, I mean, they have VSTs now. Yeah, Thinking about it, I'm like, you know, nostalgic with all the wires and the rack, yeah. you know, it's like... Like just being able to work in the box, not even being able to load audio files properly. Really? Yeah. Like, is that bad? Like, you remember, like, I, 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 I always uh, um, imported audio files via the drum sampler because yeah, there was yeah, no okay. audio audio track. I know, you know? I know, I know, I know. How is that possible? That was so weird. On, like, reason three or four? Yeah, exactly. Old. Yeah, but still, I, I mean... It's pretty standard to have an you know be able to load audio into a DAW even if it's yeah. you know ten years ago. <laughs> it is a while ago. It's crazy. I, it's crazy how software. I think, it, I think I think it was possible, but we weren't able to get rewire or whatever running. Yeah, whatever. What was it? Whatever. It was like a second part of reason which we never really understood. <laughs> <laughs> probably, it probably was possible, kind of complex, <laughs> more complex than it needed to be. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, though, being in Reason, you know, having kind of that limited set of tools uh, kind of helps you just know your tools really well. You know, there's, there's just so much, there's so many plugins out there today. There's way too many. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you guys, uh, have a, you guys have like a dedicated set of tools that you know are you're consistently using every track? Kind of. Wait, I got my computer, computer open, actually. <laughs> like, um, Isotope, nice. Ozone, I guess. Yeah. Okay. For Serum. Like, Serum. Serum. Massive LFO tool. LFO tool extra. Cool. Uh, a like lot of transient shaper. A lot of the basic Ableton plugins too. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I gotcha. Like, I, 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 yeah, sure. They're they're pretty good, most of them. Right. How are you guys liking uh, ten so far? Are you guys on ten? Ableton ten? Uh not, we not have officially it. yet. Not officially. Like, we, we we're it. on nine right now, but we're gonna we're, switch to ten like in a few days, I guess. Okay. We're we're like in the middle of finishing some tracks, which we started on nine, and we're exactly. like never change a running system. Right. Yeah. yeah Until yeah. the tracks well, are done. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> so, don't, yeah. You don't want to do that. Until the tracks are done, we're not upgrading. <laughs> I think you guys will really like ten. The, the workflow improvements. Are yeah. Groups. 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 <laughs> how insane is that? Like, how did how did, how did the best decision ever? How did able yeah. to not have that? <laughs> yeah insane thinking about it and there's another feature i really like um if you're now in, in like in the browser view 
and you're opening an old session file, you can take out the whole group, not just the single tracks. Oh, really? So you get the whole okay. group with the bus. That's that's really good because sometimes I am like, you know, if you're layering synthesizers and stuff like that, and you want to take a synthesizer from another project with all its layers and reuse it or like tweak it, you'd have to take every single layer out of the old project and drag right. it into the new one and then maybe do a new group and add new effects and stuff. And now you can drag in the whole new group. Right. That's amazing. <sighs> right. Amazing. Yeah. Finally, it stepped up its game. Kind of going, you know, back to more of your specific tracks. Um, I've also noticed that in your songs, you guys have a lot of uh, little ear candy sounds. You, know, you, of course, have, you know, big vocals, you know, the, you know, future bass synths and, you know, the melodies. Uh, we have also have like a lot of ear candy in there. You know, how do you guys decide kind of what goes in there? Any specific, you know, sample packs, any specific techniques? A lot of, you know, amateur tracks. Good question. A lot of amateur tracks, they'll have, you know, a melody, a chord progression, some effects, but it still feels empty. So I guess how do you guys fill out your tracks? Well, Foley's for one. Okay. So we browse a lot on freesound.org. Is, is freesound.org like, just a bunch of just Foley samples? Nah, nah I, I was There's kidding. a lot of oh. do you know samples up there, but there's like some samples you can use. Like if you need some wood yeah. blocks or whatever, you can just get them for free and they're like royalty free. If you, you, you got to check the license though. Yeah. Okay. So, some are like, um, how's it called? Free for personal Create, use or whatever. Creative Commons yeah. or exactly. uh, no, 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 no um, commercial use and stuff like that. So... Sometimes we'd be browsing it, looking for, I don't know, the atmosphere of a park or like a food court. And then you're like, ah, I'm going to take this atmosphere and put it in. And you're like, ah, shit, it's not, you're too not risky. Too risky. Yeah, sure. And I don't know. It's a lot of, There's, a lot of but I think, I think what a really great tip is actually to think about it. Like if you really want to, add some some cool licks on the sides or whatever like some percussion fills transient designers work really well nowadays you can like make everything pop out really well okay. so like before i'd use a compressor to like to like pimp up a snare i'd use a transient designer because it just works so much better okay mm. like if you want to like what? add some snap to collapse or whatever you want to add some snaps and you can even like if you have like a really uh roomy a clap and you don't you want to delete the room of the clap you can just add a transient designer and like do and, and like turn the re release to zero and you've got like no release and no room at all like if you just want to have a really short snappy sound okay so you can really shape the sound that way okay that's, yeah that's, exactly that's yeah. nice tip so concerning free sound you know it's just like that library that's been online for i don't <laughs> i don't know decades so it's like the og open source Whatever is that the but one? You know, is that the one with the yellow like waveforms? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I really think deep. yeah, and like the black but, background. But, you know, if if if, if you want to do proper stuff, you know, you've gotta you've gotta go to like commercial sites like Soundshock, for example. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go to Soundshock. <laughs> yeah, for example, yeah, I just checked it. It's the one with the yellow yellow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I definitely know that one. Actually, right now I'm trying to get together the largest uh, free sample library online right now, and that's wow. taking, it's taking forever. So I just go through all the different sites that have free samples and just link them up. Wow. That's mm -hmm. crazy. 
I think that will. It's a lot of work. Yeah, an insane amount. I feel like I'm, my eyes are just bleeding every day from doing it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should get some really, really smart IT guys who write your bot. But that's that's gonna be a bit complicated, I guess. That, that would be a maybe bit should, complicated, yeah. Maybe maybe you should hit up Google. Yeah, yeah, I should. More Google searching. I feel that's the answer to most things. That's the answer, that's the answer to life. Is just Google things. Oh, no, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to touch on uh, uh, another topic that's you know a hot topic, if you will, uh, in production uh, mastering. Do you guys master your own tracks? Not anymore, actually. Do you guys have the label to it? Do you send it we out have to mastering service? Guy in Vienna, our mastering guy. And you send him mastering, all your tracks, yeah. like for the, the latest six tracks we sent him. Like before, yeah. we actually did our own mastering, but what, like for the last for for the whole EP that we recently released, we we said okay, let's just let somebody else doing do the mastering because our ears are bleeding. Like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of impossible to master your own tracks. Okay. Yeah, you need a new set of ears, you know. I feel like it's such a different process. That it's just you know, once you've listened to your song so much, it's like you can't, you know, exactly take off the the, the shades, you know, your glasses, mm. you know, of seeing it that way. Almost exactly. For example, we we'd be listening, like cross listening to our final mixes compared to the new masters, and we were like, oh my god, the last mix didn't have enough mids and stuff like that, you know. Just okay. general stuff. Do you guys do anything to your tracks to prepare for the mastering? Do you have, you know, a, your song at a certain level? Do you have any specific, you know, do you have any compression? Yeah, the, well, you know, pre-master. Well, you, you got to leave the right amount of headroom, of course. Like if you send it to mastering, you can't like mm. put the volume up to like I don't know, like zero uh, deep, uh, decibel digital uh, scale. You gotta like still. You still gotta leave some headroom for the mastering guy because he's gonna push up the volume anyway. So. Or what are you referring to? That we have like every every stem at the same level because the mix we're doing the mix, so the master is. Okay. No, I just make kind of just what you have on like the pre-master before you send it okay. on over. Okay. Uh, okay. To okay. Them, okay. Okay. To them. Well, like if if he opens like we send him eight stems, he's gonna do a stem mastering, and if he, if and when he opens those eight stems. It's gonna sound exactly like our mix. Okay. Exactly. So we're yeah. gonna export everything. Like we're gonna we're gonna group all the drums. We're gonna group like we always have the kick and the snare separately because it's easiest that way. But mm. for the, all the rest of the percussion, all the cymbals, and there's a synth section, there's a bass section, and everything. So we're gonna have like eight stems or eight to nine stems in the end. One stem with plus, the hall. Okay. Exactly. Plus three reverb returns. Exactly. So you guys do a lot of uh, return and send yeah, channels in your yeah, tracks. That's yeah. Easiest way. You guys have you and, know, and the cheapest, like like CPU wise, it's the cheapest way. Do you guys have like uh, you said a couple different reverbs set up on? Like you know, what are your return and sends looking like on your tracks? Let's say return one is reverb. Return two is uh, delay. Triplet delay. Return four is a normal uh, normal. Uh, uh, how do you say? I don't know. Just like, ping pong, uh, just a ping, like ping pong delay. Great delay, for example. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you use a triplet uh, delay. No, just just for for instance. So you have like two different delay returns because the one is a triplet, the other one is a normal one, for example. And so you can switch between if you want to. Okay. Nice. That's that's a, that's a good like tip. You can there. send a, a wood percussion. You could send through the triplet delay because that sounds really nice. If you have a straight beat and and a wood triplet going through, and you'd send the vocals through the normal delay, for example. I also have to ask this question about mastering. 
the loudness wars. Are you guys? Where are it's you guys? Over. On that? It's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Spotify. Spotify ended the loudness war. Mm. With with their because uh... like they 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 decided to like uh, to dramatically reduce the the maximum volume on on Spotify and Spotify is kind of the world right now, so they kind of ended the loudness war. So it doesn't really make sense to 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 overmaster a track anymore if you want to release it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like no no cranking it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. I prefer dynamic songs anyway. Exactly. How you know loud is your tracks when you get it back from mastering? It is loud, but it's not yeah. that loud. Like, mm. Okay. Like uh, I'm I, not I, sure. I, I couldn't tell you right now, but I guess it's like minus one. Uh, I think sometimes uh, even minus three. I think some. I'm not sure, but you might be right. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy how like Spotify is the thing now. You got to have all your music on uh, Spotify. It's um, insane. It's insane how quickly the industry changed. You know, it's kind of you know SoundCloud is still there, uh, but but not know, really. Yeah, but not really. Uh, you know, it's really all about <laughs> Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys uh, get on your music on certain playlists? Uh, do you just have, you know, kind of your team put up your music on Spotify? Um, Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Is, um, do you get it on any uh, certain playlists on Spotify? Because those playlists are huge. We, we, we try to target certain playlists just because it just it helps your views. It just helps you get more clicks. Exposure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like some of those playlists, I mean, they have t- millions of followers and they get... A crazy amount of plays uh, every day so you know uh, another problem with you know you know producers it's like you know you have to do everything these days it seems like you know it's not just the music you have to you know also promote your music and market your yeah. music and be on social media uh, that's you know exactly. such a huge, huge one uh you know how do you guys handle social media like what are your opinions on it <gasps> barely so tough. <laughs> barely so it's, tough yeah it used to be so easy, you know, when we started, we had like three pretty decent tracks. We put them online on SoundCloud, shared them, shared them to like, uh, to like almost every group there was on SoundCloud, which was a pretty good feature back then to promote your music. Mm-hmm. And then we just had our Facebook page and we just posted statistics and said, yeah, thank it. you guys. That, 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 that was it. <laughs> that was, that's literally and, it. <laughs> and now, now, if we want to release a new track, we have our agency who's getting a PR agency who's in turn contacting our distributor who's in turn contacting these guys who are like curating Spotify playlists at the same time we have to handle like Facebook sound uh, Instagram 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 stories all the time it's insane So how are you guys coming up with like Instagram stories or just your content in general? Like how much of it is like music and how much of it is it just We're the wrong people to ask that question because (laughs) we we could ask you that question. How do you come up with proper content? (laughs) Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I think it's the thing. It's, it's hard not to feel like, you know, like, like an idiot or phony, you know, because you're known for doing music, you know, and, Obviously, we aren't in the studio every day and obviously we aren't touring every day. So when I'm posting, you know, just today I I posted a a photo of food, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not related to our music. And I feel like an idiot posting it. (laughs) I saw that. That looked really good, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was good. You know? well, what cheeses were that? What cheeses did you eat? Oh, it was like two goat cheese, brie. Okay, okay nice. Some, some more Austrian cheese. It was good. It was good. But mm. that's not the point, you know. It's, <laughs> it, it, it should, we, we should, you know, be forced to do that. But I, I guess it's part of the game now. Yeah, it seems like it's part of the game. It it's is. like, you know, the, the audience wants to be like a part of your lives now. <laughs> they want to see exactly. everything that's going on they want to you know feel connected to you so it's i guess you know all artists seem like they're doomed at least for now to yeah. be sharing I you mean, know more than just i guess music stuff i mean there are people like will smith who just owns instagram you know but i don't know have you seen his account will <laughs> smith yeah no i haven't i watched I some of his vlogs just- though he recently started Instagram, I think. I'm not sure, though. Don't quote me on that. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. And it's, it's just... Like, it's just, like, funny... But like, he's an videos. actor, you know? Yeah, he's that's an true. Actor, he's Will so Smith. <laughs> he, he knows how to, how to do that. So mm-hmm. we aren't, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, it comes a lot more natural to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, Same. I guess, for the introverted artists. You know, doing the whole <laughs> social media thing and sharing everything is just... It's like, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I guess how do you balance, I guess, kind of releasing, you know, a cheese platter versus your music? <laughs> it's yeah. like, what, like how many posts, you know, for your music, you know, promoting your music versus just other posts, kind of whatever comes to mind at that point. No, I don't really like we try to to do a lot of in in the studio posts kind of like. And if we don't really know what to post, then we're going to post like some food photo or like us doing sports or whatever you know the thing like is we, we do try to focus on proper content that exactly really relates yeah. to music i'd say yeah. are, are you trying to do like one a day like posting that sort of thing no. one a day <laughs> yeah no that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> like we have like <laughs> say, two or three a week I gotcha. maybe maybe not we, we try we try we, we try to do like a lot follow us on instagram you know we do a lot of stories, you know. We don't post a lot, but we do a lot of stories. What's uh, your Instagram so, handle? Oh yeah, it's at <laughs> Naxos underscore music. Okay, Naxos underscore music. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> like we we both don't really know our Instagram handle. <laughs> so follow us at Naxos underscore music. It's Naxos with two X. There you go. <laughs> Follow us under uh, the, the account not, that I don't know. <laughs> How do other people pronounce your uh, artist name? Oh, yeah, it's like, interesting. Um, just, we've heard nachos a lot of times. Nachos? Narcos. 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 I don't know why. <laughs> I, not, um, nachos is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? it's like it's, it's meant to be like Naxos or Naxos. Okay. Depending, we're we're not really we haven't decided. How did you come up with that name? Feel free. <laughs> Summer, I don't know. You 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 tell it. I don't know. <laughs> you guys don't remember? Well, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> is that a drunken okay. night? <laughs> it just happened. The thing is, Naxos is like a, it's a Greek island, you know. It's like oh, Naxos okay. with an X. So That's pretty, I always like Chris. So did Chris, you know. And we wanted to do a project that kind of has a summery vibe. So that's the sound we started with, like this tropical house, you know. Okay. And the second X was just for symmetry, you know. A bit ambiguous because it can be seen as like the X's are redacting something. For example, a C and an H for nachos. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, RNC for narcos. <laughs> there you go. Some multiple meetings for the name. <laughs> yeah. Quite interesting. <laughs> Wasn't on purpose, but <laughs> I wanted to go over kind of one more, you know, thing about kind of marketing and branding. A lot of producers, you know, just starting out, they don't have connections you know they don't have management they don't have you know all of that and they want to get their music heard how did you guys in the beginning stages get your music heard the landscape now is a bit different uh than from when you guys you know were starting making music i guess you know kind of just what advice you know would you give to people looking to get their music heard i think youtube channels might be a way to go like submit them to to a lot of youtube channels i think they're gonna listen to the music and if they post your song it's gonna reach a few hundred thousand uh clicks Mm-hmm. then you're good to go actually i don't yeah. know i'm not it sure it could work how did you guys you know it was like it, it, when you started for us well, it I, wasn't that easy either you know you know back then youtube channels already existed you know like ukf drum and bass and stuff like that right, and right. I, think, I think it was impossible to directly go there and get exposure so you had to have soundcloud but now that soundcloud is it's not the same anymore, you know. It's really but hard. Back then, back then, everything happened via SoundCloud because, yeah. like, our tracks exploded on SoundCloud, then they got uploaded on exactly. YouTube. Okay, and that, that's magic thing. So that's kind of where it I started. Think, it's, it was SoundCloud. Uh, you just got SoundCloud. just uploading, and then just exactly. We guys yeah. promoting. We like messaging other artists and saying, you know, listen we to were this. kind of promoting uh, the track like by posting them in groups, like in exactly yeah. SoundCloud groups. But that's it, kind of. Back when SoundCloud had groups, you know, you remember? That was, that was uh, a while that was, ago. That, that, that was the greatest feature SoundCloud ever had. And after they kind of patched that out, SoundCloud kind of got worse and worse. I'm not sure why they just got rid of that. I mean, that was so helpful. That killed the community vibe, you know? Yeah, it, that was definitely it, a community It turned it that. into a streaming platform rather than a community platform. Right. Yeah, that, a that, pity. Yeah, that's really what SoundCloud was built on, kind of that community and I guess yeah. that's kind of why it's just kind of just kind of fallen off slowly from there. I guess just trying to compete with all the other streaming services. Exactly. But it's it's a pity, you know, because they had their own thing. I, I think SoundCloud was never supposed to or was never meant to um, compete with Spotify or Amazon Music or whatever. They had their own thing going and they ruined it by trying to emulate yeah, SoundCloud was unique within itself when it, you know, first came onto yeah. the scene. Uh, when I don't know when that was, like over a decade ago or ten years ago. I don't even remember. About ten years ago, I guess. It seems like it's longer than that. It's been longer than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could be. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Speaking about kind of labels and kind of blogs, you know, do you have any tips for artists, kind of, you know, trying to send their music out? You know, it's a lot easier when you know you know labels and you have those connections. Labels get so much music sent to them every day, and you know they can only pick so many songs. Uh, do you have any you know tips for sending music out to labels? I don't know if that works. I don't know, but I think like the the the, the only recipe there is is do the right music at the right time, and you will be heard. And do it do it right, you know, like make proper music at the right time. Mm. Okay. If your sound is good and it works and it has the right vibe of the current time, I don't know. It, it might work you know and be yourself like, be original be yourself and be of course, original of course of course i gotcha but your sound has to be right you know like if you if you if you want to release a heavy metal album right now it's probably not going to work <laughs> i don't know like case, it's totally different that's that's a bad example but depends on the scene yeah i guess, I guess depends it depends on the, on the scene, scene of course yeah right? of course <laughs> 
But I feel like there's kind of like a fine line when people send their music out to labels is because they, you know, will oftentimes just copy a song that's already on the label. Mm, true. And if you do something a little too different, then they kind of won't accept it. So it's kind of like you have to be kind of similar, but still kind of original. Exactly. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. Like do the current vibe, but be your own own master. Be your own master. Yeah. Just take the influence, yeah, I guess. Don't, yeah. I mean, don't never cater to an audience or an outlet. If you're doing music, for example, I don't know. If you're doing future bass, for example, yeah, don't 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 try to emulate what's what's out there already. Try to do your own thing, but then in this in the in the next step when your track is finished, don't send it to labels that don't release future bass, for example. You know, don't right. send it to a Berlin techno label. That doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of producers do that. <laughs> but I mean, that's it's obvious. You know. A lot of producers still do that. I'm not sure. I I hope not. (laughs) They definitely do. (laughs) That definitely happens. (laughs) Techno techno guys will get uh, like a future based song (laughs) every now and then. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, it's a tough thing because we actually don't know how to tackle it because we like most other guys out there just got lucky, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm, Okay. So you're the the lucky guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of put your music out and, you know, the right people listen to it at the right time. Exactly. Probably, yeah. Okay. You guys mentioned you have management. Who else is part of your team? Our now? managers, our booking agency at the same time. So they're actually our team. When did like, you got, like, When did you guys get management? When did you decide that it was, you know, it's time to get management? Or did someone reach out to you? They, they told us it's time to get a management. <laughs> 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 and you're like, okay, okay, I believe you guys. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's you? how it happened. <laughs> Where can I sign? <laughs> <laughs> I like, at what point was this? Uh, like, how many years ago was this? Early on, like five years ago. Okay. A few so, months after we released our tracks on SoundCloud. Okay. And so, after, after so, the Tropical House uh, track that you had? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, and after that, kind of that exploded, then they're like, oh, you know, you could use some management. Exactly. Okay. Nice. And you guys been touring, you know, a lot lately? Not, 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 not that much, actually. Not that much? <laughs> not Barely, much. to be honest. Barely, yeah. Get- but it's all right. We had, we had some time to focus, like, on our new, new sound, and it's, it's good. Okay, That's nice. our main priority right now. Okay, yeah. working on new tracks. Are you guys working on, like, an EP? Again, yeah. We just yeah. released one, actually. You just released one? Yeah, like, two, two months ago, okay. probably. Okay, I thought you meant, like... Just like now, now. Oh yeah, yeah. We should, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, yeah, how, how did I miss that? You said we're focusing on kind of a new sound. A no, no, no. That new sound's already kind of the new sound, but we wanna like further develop it. You know. Okay. Nice. And is that like a, you said, like a new EP? You were also working on just a collection of songs. Probably. Yeah. Probably could be. Okay. Any release dates at all? Not really. Maybe. Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing yet. Nothing yet. We're we're like in the middle of finishing the track, so let's see. Okay. Nothing always, set in stone. Yet. I always feel that you know it's like when you're working on a bunch of songs, it's always like undetermined, like time, like how, when you know when they're all going to be finished. It's like you know kind mm-hmm. of when it's when it's right. You know how do you how long do you guys usually spend on a song? A lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we talking like a month here? 
Are we talking like months? Way, way longer months. I okay. Guess. But it's, it's like sometimes, you know, you have like the basic structure of the song. Mm-hmm. And then you let it rest for a few weeks and or months. And then you get to the writing camp and you write a top line on it. And then it rests another few weeks. And then you start restart working on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just drags on like that. We take our time. Yeah. Is that kind of, you know, what works best for you guys, I take it? Letting it kind of yeah. sit? I don't know. I, I mean, we, got, we, we both have our, you know, separate lives apart from Maxos, so... There's that too, you know. Not just in the computer all day, every day, nerding out. (laughs) (laughs) How do you guys work together? Do you guys just send each uh, stuff back and forth? Pretty much, yeah. It's just, you know, just you'll start. We share a Dropbox. We share a Dropbox and like Max uploads 1.1. I upload 1.2. Then he works on 1.3, for example. I feel like. So we just like play ping pong. I feel like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that, you know, having someone else to work with is it's kind of everything it's like you, you, much, could, yeah. you easily get so stuck mm. you know yeah. and just have a track just sit there for you know months how do you know when a track's kind of done is there just like a check <laughs> checklist that you have it's like you know does this hit this emotion does this you know is there any anything like that or just you know it just feels right and you know it's ready to go i don't know it's like like i think i think everybody knows when his own song is, is done like if you, <laughs> if you really feel oh it's i like it the way it is then i guess it's done Okay. Probably somebody else is going to say, "Hey, why don't you add some more whatever?" And you're going to be like, "Oh, wait, I didn't even consider that." Then you're going to do that, and then you're like, "Oh, now it's finished," you know? <laughs> I always feel like there's endless tweaking that can be done. There is, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's yeah, the problem. that's like, what, a really big one. <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you just cut that off? Be like, okay, I'm not like it's done. Like it. <laughs> we 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> the endless that's tweaking continues. So long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no, I really feel that the time, like letting it sit there for a month, letting it sit there for a couple of weeks, it it kind of is everything. It's like once you yeah. listen, once you listen to that song, it's almost like, uh, you know, for so many times, it's almost like you you see it differently, and you yeah you, you want to see it, you know, uh, unbiased, uh, but you can't help it because it's just you've listened yeah. to it, your your brain is just so used to it. Exactly. So letting it sit for a few weeks is like a good strategy we use sometimes because it refreshes your ears, you know. You kind of forget the song and then you start working on it again and you're like, okay, that's a pretty decent track, but that and that has to be changed, you know. But four weeks before that, you were like, oh my God, this song is perfect, you know. (laughs) Do you guys usually have like a rotation of tracks that you're working on that you kind of just go through? Like like three tracks, four tracks, or just however many you know at the time. Let's say like normally two tracks, maybe at the same time at the max. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. We usually have a rotation, right? But when it's time to finish one track, it's just that track for yeah. a few weeks. And as far as like unfinished projects, how many unfinished projects do you guys have on your hard drives? <laughs> Handful. Like three times as many as we released. Oh, like oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, just like, like unfinished all, all unfinished, that, all unfinished. That, that that are never gonna see the daylight. Yes, yes, th- those projects. <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds, definitely. Yeah. Every producer has that. I feel like. Yeah, I got like I I actually I never told you I archived all our drop boxes because sometimes <laughs> sometimes we we go crazy and we're like okay you know what let's do a clean clean slate and delete all of our like project files and restart our Dropbox and start from from the beginning mm-hmm. and I have like 
Dropbox Archive 1, 2013, Dropbox Archive <laughs> 2, 2014. And there's so much trash in there. It's insane. <laughs> well, it's pretty funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of project files. Do you guys, do you, wow. do you ever go back and, like, just rip out some sounds from them? Or just use anything from them at all? Only, on, I guess, only from the ones that made it to daylight for me. I feel the same. So how do you guys know when a track's not going to make it? It's like, you know, obviously, when you sit down, when you it just want it to sucks, make it. You know, you know when a track sucks. <laughs> and you just, you just cut it. You're just like, okay, this is, I'm you're over like, it. It just, it just doesn't make you happy. It's like. It's got to have that vibe. Yeah. Um, and a lot of producers ask, you know, so many questions. You know, a lot of more, more inexperienced producers are like, you know, how did you get to, you know, that specific level? And, you know, it's all about, you know, I feel like, once again, going back to ear training. Uh, knowing what mm-hmm. you like. Knowing what sounds good to you. And it's all about your training. And developing it, though. Because it's like, you know, mm. your ears when you first started, you know, the first year of producing, uh, they, are, they are not what they are at, at now. So wow. what you thought sounded good, you know, year one, you know, it sounds like complete crap right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember our early projects and we were like, oh wow, God. that's a really good drum and bass track. You know, like every single track and the master was read, you know, all the way up. Let's go. <laughs> oh, classic. Good times. Yeah, that's good. Times, yeah. <laughs> it's a great time just living in the red. Living on the edge. Living on the edge. But, you, but you, you learn, right? Yeah. We learn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Are you guys planning on going back to drum and bass at all? Any side projects or just any? Probably not. No, you're you're just done with it. I mean, if the day should ever come that we're gonna release an album, maybe we'll have a track that could be in this BPM range Mm -hmm. of drum and bass, but it wouldn't be like conventional drum Mm -hmm. and bass. Netsky style, more melodic. Sure, liquid, but no. I guess I don't know. Maybe. Do you guys experiment with like uh, other genres right now? Experimenting. Guess Most. So. Like, I guess just experimenting. You know. It's just experimenting. Whatever happens, happens. There's like, like we got some R and B influences. I'd say. Yeah. Which okay. is pretty nice. I can yeah. You can definitely hear that in your tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to like. Right now, we're trying to do like a blend of R and B, soul, and future bass, but. Okay. I don't know how long we're going to pursue this idea, you know? Depends. Are you just kind of like more focusing on like kind of the chord progressions, maybe like roads, like instruments? Yeah, for example, else? yeah. What's in the future for you guys? What are you guys planning on? What's What are your goals for the next, you know, year or so? Well, release a banger. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> release a right? Write and release a banger. Right, release a banger. <laughs> uh, you got all, your, all your guys' tracks on your SoundCloud are bangers right now. Yeah, cheers, man. That's really sweet of you. That's yeah, really sweet. Thanks. I mean, the music speaks for itself, man. <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> Planning on touring in the near future, in the year or so. Would be, co- Not, would be cool. I mean, we'd nothing. love to, you know, play the States, but we haven't had the opportunity so far, so. Okay. Let's see if that dream comes true. Any like mm-hmm. dream locations that you'd want to play in the States? I have no idea, actually. Like, what's cool? I don't know. You tell us. Los Angeles, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. L- LA, that, that'd be where it's yeah. at. It's just an incredible uh, amount of nightclubs. Of, cool. of course, New York City. New York, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, where else? Amazing. I mean, Cal- I would California in general, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
you'd want to uh, go. But yeah, California, for, uh, California in general, I definitely recommend any any chance you guys mm-hmm. can get out to California. I mean, it's not just LA uh, that has a lot of you know nightclubs. Uh, you know, San Diego. You know, mm-hmm. like Santa Barbara. You know, all those types of places. Yeah, so, I reckon Vegas could be fun too. And I mean, course, I've never been. Of course, Vegas. That is uh, one crazy party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like a fan- it's like a fantasy land over there. I'll say that. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> so, uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Why Sound thank Works? You. Thanks for having us. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and where could we, you know, everyone find you guys? Uh, Instagram handles. Go give those out again. You gotta follow us on Instagram. That's <laughs> Naxos underscore music. There we go. And the Facebook page, just Naxos. Naxos, yeah. Okay. Naxos music or just Naxos? I think you find us if you just search Naxos. Yeah, but just search the search bar. Search yeah. your Naxos. Yeah. I gotcha. Or just Google our songs, you know, you'll find <laughs> everything there. Just Google us. <laughs> Naxos with a double X. That's most, that's With, with a double X, yeah. Yeah, I remember Ooh, typing that there. into Google and like all your all your stuff popped up. Well, that's going to do it for the very first episode of Why Sound Works. I hope you got plenty of music production tips and tricks from our guests Naxos today and you're ready to get into your DAW and start using them. If you would like to hear a particular artist on the podcast, feel free to send an email to me, Daniel Strongen, at daniel at soundshockaudio.com, and I'll get in contact with this artist. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, or get in contact with me on Instagram at soundshockaudio. Also, be sure to check out the number one spot on the web for the modern music producer, soundshockaudio.com where all your music production needs are met as there are free plugins, presets, samples and loops and contact instruments as well as the most comprehensive music production tutorials available and they are all on this site. So check out soundshockaudio.com That does it for the very first episode. I'll see you guys next time.